Good morning, Green Acres. Today is Monday, April 13th, 2020. I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene And wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean Well again, happy Easter to you. I know, I know, Easter was yesterday, you say. But just like we observed Lent as a season of fasting, repentance, and reflection for 46 whole days that came to a head at Holy Week that we celebrated last week, Easter Sunday is actually the first day of a season called Eastertide, which is a season of feasting and celebrating for 50 whole days. Just like Lent ended dramatically in Holy Week, Easter begins dramatically with what they call Easter Week. So Easter is a season in the church calendar that lasts for 50 whole days. So folks, just like we spent the Lent season reflecting on specific things like repentance, Easter brings with it a whole host of celebration and devotional thoughts that we will explore together here on on this devotion at least until the end of May. Now, it is no secret that we have been using the church calendar to help us think strategically about worship patterns in our own community of faith even, but this is not a new thing for us, even as Baptists. We've been celebrating things like Christmas and Easter, two of the most principal days in the church calendar for a very long time now. Observance of the Christian year is not something prescribed for us in the New Testament, so if it's unhelpful for you or maybe brings up bad memories of growing up in Catholic Sunday school, don't worry, that's okay. It's only one of dozens of devotional practices that Christians have developed that help us in our public and personal prayer life. I think it's helpful to think of the Christian year as a devotional guide, just like you would any other devotional guide that you would purchase at the Christian bookstore. Speaking about the Easter season specifically, though, Augustine described Eastertide this way. Augustine was just an old church father, said a lot of important things, but he said this about Easter, These days after the Lord's resurrection form a period, not of labor, but of peace and joy. This is why there's no fasting, and we pray standing, which is a sign of the resurrection. Which, by the way, that's something they used to do. They would stand only during uh, the Easter season to pray. They'd also say the word Alleluia. They would sing it to indicate that our future occupation is to be nowhere other than the praise of God. So you may be asking yourself, but why would we celebrate when we are in the middle of a pandemic? My hope is that by celebrating Easter in our devotional and prayer life, at least here in this morning devotion, that we would be reminded that our hope in a future resurrection and our hope of new life now would be stronger than our fear of the death that this pandemic threatens us with. Notice I didn't say that our hope in the resurrection would negate our concerns during this time. No, there is a healthy place to process and even express things like fear, hurt, pain, or anxiety, not to push these feelings down and suppress them, but rather to bring them before the Lord, knowing that he suffered with us in all things, and he knows our pain and gives us hope that this life is not the end. Easter reminds us that while our suffering is great, God, who knows the suffering, defeated it, 
and invites us to new life through him, we can share in his victory over death. So I'm going to read a passage of scripture and then pray for us. I encourage you to spend some time, though, thinking today about what it means to celebrate the resurrection, to be somebody who lives according to that truth, even in the middle of a pandemic threatening us like COVID-19. So Acts 2, verses 22 through 32 say this, and this is Peter speaking. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did among you through him, as you yourselves know. This man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge, and you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death, because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. David said this about him, and then this Peter here quoting from David in Psalm chapter 16. But notice how he puts Jesus right in the middle of this psalm. He says, I saw the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest in hope, because you will not abandon me to the realm of death. You will not let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Fellow Israelites, I can tell you confidently that the patriarch David died and was buried, and his tomb is here to this day. But he was a prophet and knew that God had promised him on oath that he would place one of his descendants on the throne. Seeing what was to come, he spoke of the resurrection of the Messiah, that he was not abandoned to the realm of the dead, nor did his body see decay. God has raised this Jesus to life, and we are witnesses of it. I mean, do you see that? Peter's looking at this psalm, and he sees that while we find hope in it, yeah, it's really about Jesus, that God didn't abandon Jesus to the realm of the dead. And now we are invited into this unified life with Jesus where we can live with him and we can also share in that victory that he had. That's the hope of the resurrection that we celebrate this season. Oh God, for who our redemption gave your only begotten son to die upon the cross and by his glorious resurrection delivered us from the devil and the power of death. Grant us grace to die daily to sin that we may live with him in the joy of his resurrection, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit now and forever. Amen.